0: You're listening to FAVOR, a peak potential newsletter created by Jolana R. Bostwick to encourage and uplift women to live out their God-given dreams. An Encouraging Note by J.R.B. Dear friends, I've learned that when God wants to do new things in me, I better listen He has closed many doors that I once opened day after day, expecting to receive the same thing. Those times, I was comfortable, maybe too comfortable, so much that I became complacent in my situation. I wasn't challenging myself to be what God intended me to be, and that's when God introduced his redesign plan. At first, I would waver thinking, Lord, you can't change me again because you have already changed me before. Now I'm used to this change and you go and do it again? Has anyone else felt this way? It took a while, but I learned to grow in his timing and in his way. I encourage you to continue to walk in your God-given dreams, whatever they may be, knowing that you must be altered to see your dream realized. When God shows you a new version of yourself, take the upgrade, even if you are unwilling in the beginning. If you have learned this lesson already, then you know how much this rings true. If you are in the process of relinquishing control, then you'll start to notice that you will release a lot easier to his will. You will grow daily because of your obedience. God is showing you all the tools you will need to build up your dreams boldly, never allowing the enemy to shift you in the opposite direction. Will you welcome the new you? New You, New Me An original poem by J.R.B. I knew it was you with the voice so sweetly speaking to me, telling me all the places I needed to reach and the monsters I would defeat. Your call was sometimes deafening to me because I did not want to swallow the sea. The level I was at was comfortable, you see, but I overcame as you paid the hidden fee. I sought where you told me to be, and now you reveal another layer underneath? Yes, I knew you, and you indeed knew me. Now I wonder, again as I sit here pondering at your feet, who will be the new me you will guide me to meet? A favorite inspiration, Dr. Danielle Williams, University of Arkansas. Dr. Danielle Williams has been working at the University of Arkansas for 20 years. She has served as Director of the Office of Equal Opportunity and Compliance since 2013 and received the title of Assistant Vice Chancellor in 2016. She is passionate about her role at the university and her membership on the Northwest Arkansas MLK Council because of her heart for service. She notes one of her favorite quotes to be, Everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love. Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Congratulations, Dr. Danielle Williams. You are a favorite inspiration. Favor Spotlight. Unform Your Bias. Offering tools and experiences that compel people to reduce the amount of bias in the world. It is often easier to tell someone else to shift their thinking when you know in your heart that it must begin in you. For those who feel compelled to be a part of a change by changing, there's a tremendous non judgmental place to start. Unform Your Bias offers programs that foster honest conversations to facilitate systemic solutions to reduce racial injustice. They do this through guided virtual experiences where individual And teams can openly discuss certain topics to identify and unform their biases. We all have biases, some more prevalent than others, but the first step to overcome them is recognition. I've had the honor of participating in volunteering as a facilitator in a couple of their one-hour sessions. My experience? It starts with a topic, a word, then an ear. A difficult conversation takes place, but change occurs. How? Because one was listening to understand the other, when there was once deflection, accusations, and the inability to feel heard. New rhetoric replaces the old, and a new way of thinking is in play. Participants learn to welcome various opinions leading to self-discovery. Disagreements occur, but respectfully. Most importantly, participants willingly hear differing perspectives. The conversational format allows each person to realize the transformation they can make to cause real change by changing within. Are you ready? Let's uncover, unpack, understand, unform our biases together. For more information on Unform Your Bias, you can visit their website at www.unformyourbias.org. That's www.unformyourbias.org. Take it. It's Yours, an original poem by J.R.B. Forgiveness was given to me, and I give it to you freely. Take it, now it's yours to give. Please give it when it's your time to release it. Beautiful Strangers, a series of In the Waiting Line by J.R.B. One of my first jobs was working for Blockbuster in Greenville, Mississippi. I'm pretty sure that favorite readers remember the heavily frequented movie rental store that many would visit to grab the latest movie release to watch with friends or family. You remember, right? I enjoyed working there so much because the time just passed quickly talking to people, restocking videos, rewinding tapes, and laughing with coworkers. Did I mention I was a teenager? It was the perfect job for me until I had to make customers aware of any late fees if they failed to rewind their videos or missed the return deadline. Yes, this was a big deal. I would shiver especially every time I had to tell someone they had a charge on their account because it would set them off on a tangent more often than not. Imagine me, a 16-year-old lanky girl telling a grown man that he had a late fee because he failed to remember to rewind a videotape. I remember a particular day when an older woman was quite upset because of the charges. It seemed as though she was waiting for her chance to scream at someone, and unfortunately, I was the one who was yelled at in front of my coworkers and several others witnessing from the waiting line. Though she was several years older than me and raising her voice loudly in front of others, I still knew that I had to stand firm and tell her the rules. I'm pretty sure she knew already. She was not having it and even asked for my manager, who said the same thing. The charge wouldn't be taken off. The customer stormed off and yelled at me again as the door closed behind her. Phew, I made it. I held it together while in front of her and others, but as soon as she left, I asked to be excused and went to the back room and cried profusely. Then, I couldn't understand why this person didn't own up to her mistake and why she was frustrated with me for bringing it to her attention. One day, I realized that it wasn't about the late fee. It never was. This person was unhappy about something, and she felt she could take it out on me. After our encounter... I started to study the people as they were in the waiting line and could tell which ones would be cordial or frank, all based on how they waited. I could tell those who were uneasy, those who were happy, and those who were escaping. I became more observant because of my interaction with that one customer. I later got a degree in sociology, the study of human behavior, and became a research assistant in graduate school. Years have passed, and I still think of this person as a beautiful stranger who positively impacted my life. I'm in awe of God's goodness in using what most would see as bad for His good. Do you have a beautiful stranger story to share? Send it to Jolana at getpeakpotential.com. That's J-O-L-A-N-A at G-E-T-P-E-A-K. P O T E N T I A L dot Favorite lessons learned featuring Yolanda's 20 lessons in 2020. Number one, the power of prayer and gratitude. Number two, love on your people. Number three, life experiences are priceless number four simple pleasures give life meaning number five never take for granted what is irreplaceable number six reflection is good for the soul number seven never forget those who are there for you when you need them number eight melanin is magic number nine my perspective matters number ten Life is a gift in itself. Number 11, love covers a multitude of sins. Number 12, rebellion channeled properly can inspire positive change. Number 13, good food and music is good for the soul. Number 14, we all have a basic desire to love and be loved. Number 15, happy tears are gratifying. Number 16, Everyone has a story or something we can learn. Number 17, good health is wealth. Number 18, success is about perspective. Number 19, kindness is still cool. Number 20, my biggest wins came from battles no one knew about. By Yolanda Arnett, director of the Chamber of Commerce in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Just a Few Thoughts by J.R.B. Why dream? Why do I focus on dreaming? Because I know that some people have forgotten how to dream and that God had given them a purpose. I feel it's essential to remind them that dreaming is possible. You can't start on something you can't believe to be true. A disappearing act. What happens when you stop hearing from someone? You may feel that they have disappeared but maybe they have learned to stay still and allow the Lord to reveal their truth. Yes, they might stop coming to you for advice because they have recognized that their ultimate advisor wasn't in the picture. No, they haven't disappeared. They may have reappeared in the presence of the Lord. Is it resonating? I sometimes struggle with putting myself out there because of the fear that people may not be understanding me. I want it to resonate with someone, and I want to hear them say it. However, the Lord wants me to put it out there, knowing that even if someone doesn't say, yes, I get this, to know that it is resonating with the one. He has sent me to connect in this way. That person may never tell me that I spoke to their heart. However, as soon as I hit sin, because it is what the Lord has instructed me to do, I must know that it is yes it resonates with my maker and the one he has asked me to help I know it does the spillover sometimes people will try to get you to stop doing something they may be uncomfortable with doing themselves they may feel embarrassed to stand up and praise share a prayer out loud or thank God publicly whatever you do don't stop doing what's in your heart Don't let them try to dull your shine because eventually your light spills over to them and they will join you. Now, Forgiveness, an original poem by J.R.B. Recently, I've been holding my breath. I've been biting my tongue and biding my time just until I felt confident enough to speak in between the sting. However, I must release or else I will suffocate. I miss you. Deep down, I want to give a gift, but I'm waiting on the right time to appear. I'll make the time. There, I release it to you now. Forgiveness. Thank you. I've missed you too. Set the Pace by J.R.B. Allow the Lord to set your steps and guide your path. Yes, that is what I know, but I wanted to run as I've done before towards the sunlight with my eyes stretched open. Yes, I still wanted to keep going even when my knees became numb and the sweat from the pace covered my eyes. Yes, the cadence felt doable, but only for a moment. But then again, Freedom shouldn't mean fatigue. I passed out there while running full force towards my destination, never realizing the pit stops that God had provided along the way. The rest moments were necessary for me to complete the course. I didn't see them because my eyes were fixated on the finish. There was nothing in this field to help guide my feet, or so I thought. Later, as I climbed that same mountain again, but at God's pace, I noticed all the beauty along the way. I stopped, took it in, and started right back again. What did I have to gain by rushing to the end? Another beginning, I thought. I once wanted another pursuit, so I tried to conquer and rush over the mountain quickly. This time, wisdom taught me to slow down and catch the wind. This time, I could be obedient and help others along the way as instructed. They would not hinder my completion, but make the journey more fulfilling as now I had company. Together, we noticed that rare flower growing in the field and paused to veer on another path so as not to crush it as I had done before with my frantic pace. Now that person coming along after us will see it and be encouraged to continue too. Yes, this pace may not be my own, but it is the only way to finish with grace and goodness. I pray that my mind is clear of any conflict telling me to go off course and speed up your process. I pray for the ability to park on my Savior's shoulder to lean upon him for rest. Yes, this pace may be too light for some, and others may pass me by at some point. I will not follow the tone they are setting because I know I have further to go. Yes, you set the pace while I pray. The Myth of Maintenance by Liz Bennett. Maintenance, maintaining, the upkeep of property or equipment, to sustain, conserve, preserve, the act of keeping something as it is for as long as it serves its purpose. In our lifetime, we spend 1,983 hours maintaining dental hygiene, 24,960 hours spent maintaining the cleanliness of our homes, and 876 hours a year maintaining our social media presence. Three examples of ways we spend time, effort, and money on preserving aspects of our lives that we value. We are conserving things that are vulnerable and unpredictable, regardless of the amount of control we have. We might be genetically more susceptible to cavities or live in a humid environment where mold thrives inside homes, but how about the time we spend on car maintenance or the hours spent maintaining our appearance? When we own a home, we spend hours not only cleaning but maintaining the interior and exterior structures as well as the plumbing, electrical, appliances, heating, and air. We know that our homes, cars, teeth, and mascara have a life expectancy. They wear out, they break down, and they age. Regardless of the time we spend maintaining our teeth, our homes, cars, number of followers, every hour of our lives depends on our health. Fitness and health. If one degenerates, so will the other. Our lives depend on both, but are we treating our bodies as such? By definition, maintenance means keeping things as they are, checking them at regular intervals fixing problems that might arise, and returning to a functional state. Applying maintenance to our fitness means we have resigned ourselves to the way we are that our current state of fitness will stay constant for some period of time, that it's preserved, sustained. Is it possible to keep our fitness level conserved in its present state, regardless of steady degradation? degeneration and innumerable harmful external and internal risks we are exposed to, such as the choices we make, decreasing the use of our bodies we lose not only muscle mass but the efficiency to build muscle. This can happen in as little as two days. If we achieve the point at which we are satisfied with our current state of fitness, Are we really okay with just checking the oil as our mileage increases day by day? Or visiting the dentist only when we have a toothache? Is our health worth the risk? Let's aim to see past the myth of maintenance by pursuing more than a tune-up, but a lifestyle change. Who's with me? Simple, an original poem by J.R.B. I'm simple. I'm not small. I may be a shadow hidden on the wall. I've been shattered, though I'm whole. I'm perfection, so I'm told. Yes, I'm simple, yet still I know I'm living in the overflow. My Dearest Daughter by J.R.B. Excerpts from a prayer journal. I've learned that being vulnerable can be releasing and obedience to God's word is essential to see his promise best in our lives. Therefore, I willingly share with you what God has placed in my heart to do. Below is an excerpt from my prayer journal. I have lovingly titled my journal writings, My Dearest Daughter. When God whispers this sweet, phrase to my heart. I know he is revealing his truth over my worries or wounds. Then I write. My confidence was left behind during the conflict. I couldn't see it coming and I lost control. My guard was down. I couldn't hide any longer this little girl who needed love and care, who needed to be told she was good, that she was beautiful. My character was cast early on in my life to be all right, all the time. I did not have the ability to cry out to others for help because I was the help. I was the smile on the face of someone else's depression, so how could I let them know that I was hurting inside? I needed to be strong for them, but what I really needed was encouragement and not criticism. I broke down when a word was unkind because I tried my best to pull off this air of success. I put on the pretense of knowing. I believed that nothing was lost. I had the key, the answer to unlock happiness, and that was to pretend and carry myself with an attitude with cares only for others. I didn't allow anyone to care for me though because I was fragile. I knew my hurt and my fears, and number one was the fear of letting go and letting someone else steer. How could they know my inner wounds? I didn't share them, but they always showed, it seems. I ran away and became silent or stared into distances unknown when the pain was triggered. I retreated into my own mind and didn't let anyone else in, or they would find out the truth of my scars. They would see the source, judge me, point the finger at my inward shame, and expose me again. I would never allow them to see this, for no one must experience this feeling of guilt. But for me to fully heal, I needed to reveal my hurt. My heart led me to this revelation. Jesus healed me by making me rest. I was too busy wasting energy on the cover-up, and it concealed the very best parts of me. I was meant to be vulnerable so I could help others to break free and encourage them if no one else sees their talent or their gift. I can see how much they yearn to release what God has placed inside. No more holding back, dear daughter. The King is ready for you to shine in all your glory. Maintain your distance from anyone or anything that may hinder your enthusiasm. Speak sweetly and not softly. It's time to be heard through the meaning of his word. Continue to count on the one who has gotten you through many rough seasons. Turn the page and transition to a new stage, one of recovery and rediscovery. You are being led out of the tunnel. Now it's time to readjust your eyes because sunlight is coming. Soak in it, my dearest daughter. Never Shrink Back, an original poem by J.R.B. I used to shrink back when I thought back at all the things I was told I lacked. Then I brought back all of the facts as I passed through their attacks. I said I'm back, yes, I am back. I'm back up and I'll never shrink back, never again. Thank you for listening to Favor, a Peak Potential newsletter coming out the 19th of every month. Visit GetPeakPotential.com for more information on our services.